0: Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right. I am coming to you live from a Hawthorne Inn in Henderson, Nevada, right here. But that's the way we do around here. All right. We've got a ton to get to today. We are not going to stop. Sheer, everybody out there, we have done it. Arizona (laughs) is in the Big 12. It wasn't always pretty, but we stood firm. And Arizona fans out there, we made this one happen. Sheer, I can't contain myself.
1: Uh, This might be one of this might be the wildest day of this job I've ever had, like the ups and downs of just today. And some of them were believable and some of them weren't. But, man, like this, it's been a year, Mike, like August 7th would have been a year, I think, since we started that thread on the message board. Right. It is. It's just wild, man. Where can they find that thread on the message board, by the way? Wildcatauthority.com. The question is, like, do I shut it down now? No, 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 it, it, it keeps going. But okay. let's talk,
0: we need to talk about this from a variety of different angles right now. Let's get a record here going, 333 already. All right, the first thing about this is, is that the Big 12 actually cares about athletics. This is going to be the weirdest thing that I can remember ever, Sheer, because we have been raised in a conference that doesn't care about athletics, that doesn't have fan bases that care about athletics. This is going to be totally different right here.
1: Yeah, it's it's strange for a lot of reasons, but that might be one of them also like there is passionate fan bases. I mean, it is awesome already. We've seen it. Big 12 fans are really cool so far, um, like welcoming Arizona. But it like the Pac-12 is a conference not known. I mean, it, it does well athletically, but it's not because of passionate fan bases. Like you're not like, man, Stanford fans are wild. Like it's just not how it is. And Big 12 is just the opposite.
0: Okay, now we got to Now let's talk a little bit about how we got here. And again, Sheer, we got to give you a big tip of the cap right here, Jason Sheer, working his sources behind the scenes. And you said, and you know, we've been saying from day one that Arizona was going to uh, Arizona one way or the other was likely to end up in the Big 12, but mainly because the money wasn't there. So everybody that just kept saying, oh, well, you know, uh, there's all this, uh, you know, Pac-12 is going to come up with a great deal, this and that, that was never really in the cards there, and that The best way I can put it is this, is that you go into your Pac-12 meeting after you've already been given an ultimatum, and you still don't have anything substantive right there. That, to me, is the ultimate,
1: uh, dude,
0: this is a joke.
1: When you look back at it, that Pac-12 media day was one of the funniest things ever. (laughs) Like, we're not announcing a deal because of football. Nope, you're not announcing a deal because you're nowhere close. And then they go into that meeting on Monday or Tuesday, whatever it was, and they had nothing. I mean, and, and people were like, oh, why did present that? He presented that because they made him present that. Like, had the presidents, and even though the presidents are guilty and all this, had they not stepped up and said, you need to show us the numbers, who knows where we'd be right now? I mean, right. it's yeah, – speaking of which we need to talk about
0: uh, how u of a got here because again this is bobby robbins right here this is this is dave he keep making things happen by the way tornadoes don't stop spinning did bill walton check into rehab by the way you guys are awesome welcome to the big 12 family i'm just going to keep doing the mr burns fingers right here and i've been driving for seven hours that's how excited i am right here but all right, Bobby Robbins played this one to a T. I know you always hear the phrase that not all heroes wear capes. Not all heroes are cardiologists, or I don't want to get in trouble on that, or a
1: cardi. <laughs> Remember, you better be careful. He gets pissed at that.
0: Yeah, I know. Not all of them are heart surgeons. How about that? But he was the one that made this one happen from day one, because let's make no mistake. Michael Crow did not want to be here, nor did did, uh, Cal Stanford. They didn't want to be in this situation, obviously. That's how we were able to get here, though, is that behind the scenes, Bobby Robbins was saying, all right, listen, I understand, and I'm just paraphrasing here, Michael Crow, you want to look cool right now. You want to have your time in the sun. I get all of that. Go ahead and do all of that. But then at the end of the day, we're going to still be ending up in the Big 12 right here. The way that he played this without alienating any of the academics, uh, along with getting into a, a better basketball conference, was sheer
1: genius. Pardon the pun. Get it? Hey-o. <laughs> he played this perfectly. I mean, from the beginning, he played this perfectly. He always said, we want to see the numbers. Eventually, he forced to see the numbers. They made it very easy to leave. Then he started to push Michael Crow a little bit, always said the right things. Um, you know, he, he absolutely, like, we, we have said before that it, it felt nice having a school president that very clearly cares about athletics. And you said, right. there's no other president in the conference I'd rather have in this situation. And this is why. Like, none of this happens. The Utah, the ASU angle, it does not happen without Robbins pushing for it, pushing Crow. I mean, yeah, the Oregon Washington situation obviously helped, but Robbins got this whole thing started. Yeah, Robbins not only
0: got this whole thing started, he was the one that had the, I think, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the four, I almost said the, foresee, the foresightedness. Yeah, foresightedness. He was the yeah, one. Yeah, we're, we're going to run with it right here. It's been a long day. I'm going to run with it. He was the one, though, that had that, that was able to bring this all together. Because let's be honest here. If Ann Hart Weaver was the president of the U of A, and I hate saying this because it sounds bad, but if she was the president of the U of A, we're not going to the Big 12. I don't care what anybody says. There's going to be some crappy deal signed with Apple for $9 million a year or whatever, and you're buried on streaming and people saying, well, you're Weber State now.
1: Yeah, we were uh, – it's funny. We were at dinner with Shelby and Shelby's – Dad, and he was saying like, oh, and he didn't have the the president timeline. I was like, it would have been Ann Weaver Hart. Like, it would have been done deal. Like, Michael Crow and her would have frolicked to the Pac-12 for ten million dollars a year and been perfectly fine with it. She was awful, and, and so for Robbins to understand the value, and he said it in his. uh his letter to the university. He specifically starts it off tonight with the email. We value athletics and we recognize the value of athletics. And And not only did your president say that.
0: And not only did they value the, not only did they value athletics, he understood, he understands too, the part that it plays in a university. Again, his job still is to be a PAC 12, or excuse me, to be a president. We get all of that. But at the same time though, I've never understood the president that wants to go in there and just kind of grudgingly looks at sports. It's like, all right, well, I guess I'll do this or I'll do, th-. you know, I've never understood that aspect of it. And that is what, to me, Bobby Robbins hit the ball out of the park in here, is that he understood the academic and
1: he understood the athletic aspect of being a school president. Yeah, I mean, his letter, like the thing that got me was in his letter was basically he said he goes to athletics, he thanks your boy Dave, and then he goes, our move to the big 12 will raise the university's profile by increasing visibility, growing our reach across the country and globe, expanding our pool of students, providing resources in greater NIL. Like it like it. it it's it goes beyond athletics for him. Like you look at the entire picture. Oh, well now we're expanding our region for students. Now we're bringing in more money. Now we can have more partners academically, et cetera. Sports are at the forefront of that, but it was, he was able to see it while other school presidents, athletics was way in the back. For Robin, athletics was part of the larger picture.
0: And not only is it part of the larger picture, he knows that that's part of what an institution is. There are people that come to the U of A strictly because of the basketball program. I know you were one
1: of those people, Jason Shear, from the uh, slums of uh, Lagora Hills. Yeah, I left the horrible town of Agora Hills. And and uh, I, yeah, I mean, sports were a big deal for me. And like, I, I looked at other schools, and I basically chose Arizona because of their basketball program. Uh, and and it it, it it a lot of people do that. Like, yeah, is athletics important to everyone? No, we know that now. That is very clear now. But it's important to a lot of people. Right. By the way,
0: uh, Dick Talkissers right here. Great name. We have a lot of great names here. Much cooler names than Mike Luke and Jason Shear, that's for sure. Chance the remaining pack schools keep uh, the pack together? And have, and have you seen the past three-year football recruiting rankings? Jed Fish have it on edge, it seems. I, I mean, I, I don't know. The, the, the future of the pack is something that I'm glad that I'm not going to have to watch. We can make fun of from afar. But that thing's a mess right
1: there, Shear. The problem the PAC has is that to get a Mountain West school out of the conference costs $34 million now. Right. So, the Mount is, believe it or not, the Mountain West has the leverage here. I think they'll eventually merge. I'm assuming it. See, it's weird. The Pac-12 has the spot in the playoffs and all that. So if you're right. not the best, you want that. My guess is it eventually merges and signs some sort of TV deal. I don't know how this all works. Uh, Stanford could go independent. Cal could go independent, but it's it's weird. I mean, that, that's one of the things that's still there's a lot. Left in that whole process.
0: Well, there's a lot left. And now let's talk a little bit about the reporting that we got here. Now we can talk about also about how excited we are to get to the Big 12 right here. Because again, we like you people a great deal. Um, But first, this also goes to show me too the real limitations in national reporting. And again, um, I make my living off opinion. You make your living off a break and stuff. Um, But from the very beginning, I was told that dude like especially after the big 12 jumped the line there was going to be no avenue to be able to get money for the pac 12 and the visibility and that was the way it was all the way through this this guy didn't waver at all and so when you know people like wilner and canzano were throwing out great deal right around the corner a guy that you know and i both know was saying it where are they getting this from? Because there was never any of that there. And I think that's, what's so confusing and so perplexing when you know something on the ground because you're local. And then you see the national reporters run with this when it's all nonsense. I mean, heck you can look at this morning. We'll get to that in a second, but thoughts on that Sheer?
1: Yeah. You know, it, it's, I, I respect a lot of the national guys. Some you can probably figure out. I have no respect for but, <laughs> but there's some I, I respect for quite a bit. And, it was weird to watch them report it because it was very clear. And like you mentioned, this morning was a perfect example. They got played throughout this entire process. I mean, right. it was, was everyone was a mouthpiece for someone, whether it was the Big 12 or the Pac-12. They were just getting fed BS. They weren't double-sourcing anything. They were just going with what they had. And a lot of it wasn't true at the time at all.
0: Right. Let's go through this morning, too, because you and I both went to bed last night. Obviously, I was in Tahoe. You were in Tucson. (laughs) But we both went to bed feeling really good about where Arizona was going to be in the the Big 12. And wake up this morning, and you sent me a text saying, what the hell is this? And it was from – I think it was from Thamel talking about how Oregon and Washington were getting really close to uh, finishing a Pac-12 deal. Then McMurphy runs with it after that. So I get – or everybody's panicking a little bit. And then my buddy says to me, he says, uh, yeah, he says they're using that as a bargaining tactic. So this is a person on the inside at the U of A that knew exactly what these or, what Oregon and Washington was doing. But at the same time, these national guys had no clue
1: that they were being taken for a ride. So like Nicole Arbach, who I respect a lot, is a Big Ten. She's like a mouthpiece for the Big Ten, right? right? And she writes that Oregon and Washington deal is dying. That all and then all these schools are going to sign the PAC 12 deal. We come to find out when the PAC 12 meeting is still going on, right? That they're not going to sign the grant of rights, and that Washington and Oregon have informed the PAC 12 they're leaving. Well, clearly, that was never getting signed, right? So it was very clearly a PAC 12 source or whatever that had been lied to or whatever by Oregon and. Washington, for you know whatever reason, but the media was played perfectly. Oregon and Washington did this. So we don't want to be the ones to break up the Pac-12. We're going to go in there and we're going to try to sign this deal shucks we couldn't sign it we're gonna to go to the big 10 two hours later come on they were never signing that deal this morning
0: not yes they were, because that's not how it works in, in media or media negotiations that's called leverage right there you don't go into a situation like that and then say oh man we were really this close to signing with apple but you know what we're gonna go with the big we're gonna i guess we'll go with the big 10 this was a play to get apple to make or this was a play to get the get involved with the big 10 because you know what i can guarantee you that 23 million dollar deal from apple was not ever going to be good enough for oregon or washington or those brands and quite frankly it shouldn't have been good enough for them
1: because what people have to realize is let's say apple added some money let's say they i don't think they did i can't i I don't think i think it's like let's say they added two million let's say they reached 25 your visibility still sucks people are, are very focused on the money this wasn't just about the money this is about your brand People are wondering why Oregon and Washington took thirty million dollars or whatever from the to, from the Big Ten. Well, Oregon and Washington are about to be part of the Big Ten marketing and brand. That yes. is worth millions more than the Pac-12. You take a, they would take a, probably have taken less money, right? The right. brand is a very big deal, and so you can't go eighty percent streaming Apple with incentives. This is the same type of deal. That they agreed to with the Pac 12 network that failed miserably. And I realized Apple's much better than that whole deal. You just can't agree to it. Your branding takes such a, a national hit that it is I had someone text me from a non-Pac 12 school that's familiar with the landscape and said if they sign and, and that was at seven in the morning, this is a death knell if they sign this deal. That they are done as a university and an athletic department if the Pac 12 schools sign this deal and they and that's
0: the other thing they were never going to sign this deal and that's why again and again i don't want to beat up on the national sorts because they do a lot of good stuff some of them but you also we got a little bit of a look behind the scenes right here as to how this really works and they basically both kind of follow each other in all of this so we're in the big 12 now we're going to make fun of asu and utah here in a little bit don't worry but the first thing we got to talk about though is arizona and big 12 fans is there a better fit honestly just from a uh from a basketball fan base town perspective than arizona in the big 12
1: it fits perfectly sheer yeah, someone, uh, on, I don't remember who it was, but they tweeted earlier, they said, all jokes aside, Arizona and Colorado are perfect fits for, for the Big 12. They really right. are. I mean, it's just it, 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 the, the whole viewpoint sports, all of it, it, it's just a perfect fit for the conference. I don't know if ASU and Utah are, that's going to take some time getting used to but." Arizona, I would make the argument that Arizona fits better in the Big 12 than the Pac-12. I
0: I think it fits significantly better in the Big 12, to be honest with you, because, I mean, the big thing about it is that, again, this is a rabid fan base. By the way, you want to say Ted Wardo. Ted Wardo, dad, bring Ted Wardo
1: here. That symbol coming up.
0: Hold on, watch this. Just Ted Wardo wants to say hi. We're in Henderson right now. Hello, this Thank is Ted. Everybody out there in Big 12 land, get used to seeing Ted Wardo. He's a big deal around here. He's the
1: least camera. Oh, he actually looked at the camera. Oh, Wait, he is. He doesn't like it. Know. There he goes. Thanks, Ted Wardo. Oh, you got rid of him. We were gonna make a love connection. Oh yeah, I know,
0: dudes. Oh, I was gonna say, oh, oh. you know what? Ted Wardo's just playing hard to get right there. Okay. I understand. Now, Big 12 fans out there we had to bring ASU and Utah along with us. Trust me. If it was up to us, we would have not brought Utah and ASU along with us because first of all, I don't know what's wrong with Utah fans. Um, They complain about everything and they're very annoying. I like BYU fans and ASU fans, uh, the ones that are around um, They're with ASU. We didn't really want to do that either way.
1: Uh, I will say within seconds, actually when I tweeted that Utah was a done deal, utah and byu fans started going at each other right away i mean they absolutely despise each other it is awesome (laughs) like it's going to be so fun to watch asu fans it's funny asu and arizona came together right in the last 48 hours over their dislike of michael crow right asu doesn't like michael crow either it's very weird they kind of came together but we always said like i i don't hate the fact that utah and asu are in but man, it would have been funny if Arizona went alone.
0: Well you know what you're you know what we're also finding out, and we have a guy behind the scenes, the great Jacob Franklin right there. Jacob, would you like to add yourself to the stream right here? Jacob, come on. Come on, Jacob. Nobody's watching. Come on. Actually, there's a lot of people watching right now. Um, <laughs> even ASU fans don't like uh, Michael Crow because the dude's a door jam. I mean, the, the fact that Bobby Robbins literally had to spend the last oh, Dave Patrick. Uh, by the way, great show. Glad I found you, Dave Patrick. We're glad you found us as well. Thank you, sir. Um, but uh, or it, Michael Crow's a door jam, dude. I mean, the fact that Bobby Robbins had to spend 24 hours massaging this dude's ego because he didn't like uh, he didn't like all the from everything, I talk, I, everything I've heard, he was a pain in that ABOR meeting last night.
1: Come on. I heard that it was, and this came from an ASU person, it was embarrassing to the point where the a member, a high-ranking member of the Board of Regents was basically like, what are you doing? Like right. it, To the Board of Regents' credit, from what I understand, they left that meeting. They actually, very early in the meeting, it became apparent to them that the best move was the Big 12. And they wanted to go together but they knew the best move was the big 12 and for some reason the only guy they had to convince was michael krepp like he just he doesn't understand the big picture like robbins does like there's more to it like you have and what and, and he he winds up looking good in this situation because he had no choice if he had a choice I'm still convinced he would have stayed in the Pac-12. I have no doubt that
0: he would have stayed in the Pac-12, and here's how what he would have done: he would have rationalized it by saying, "Well, <laughs> not being associated with those Big 12 guys, I can get more land grant money," or you know, or some nonsense gobbledygook that is going to put your uh, p- program into the d- ditches forever. Jacob Franklin, we did not want that to happen to you, so therefore it didn't happen. By the way, Thomas Nelson, four ninety-nine, right there. Appreciate it. Um, Seth Kahn says uh, Michael Crow at I ISU alum and acts like this. I'm telling you, man, that's crazy.
1: I don't know if people know that he's an Iowa state guy, but he hates the big 12. He hates
0: hates the big 12 and he views it as beneath him. It's not like this guy did his undergrad at Stanford or something. And that's also to where Arizona is far more of a brand of the people right here. Just like Jason Shear is a man of the people. Mike Luke comes to you live speaking in third person from a Hawthorne Inn as well. I wish you were in Hawthorne. That would have been a lot cooler. Hawthorne in California? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough area right there, man. No, I'm good on that one. But there's a Del Taco right across the street, which I will be eating food from later. All right, let's talk about let's talk about some of these rivalries though sheer um we have a utah fan in here utah fans we don't dislike all utah fans just most utah fans at least the ones that we've come across byu fans we like a great deal oh sorry we got oregon state questions in here um you know can we
1: get a moment of silence for oregon state i i don't feel i don't know why i don't feel bad for watching to say i feel bad for oregon state
0: because we because there's real fans out there we don't know washington state fans
1: do we no, and, and Oregon State fans have taken this really, really hard. Like on Twitter it was bad. Their message board and their publisher, Ang, is awesome. Um, good people and it, it sucks for them. I mean, you basically went from playing like the Oregons, the Washington's, the LA schools, Arizona, all that to Oregon State's rival is gonna be what? Like Weber State.
0: Well, I mean, that's what they were going to try to push now. One thing that we need to have go, you know, Canzano has to go away at this point, correct?
1: Yeah, someone made a good point to me, actually. And I don't know if I said it on the show the other day, but the Big Ten is so national that the regional riders are probably going to struggle a little bit. There's guys that go to every practice, like a James Caprea, for instance, is going to be fine. I, what's Can, Canzano doesn't go to things? Like, what is his, his niche? Like, he needs, what is he going to cover? right i forgot for like wilner too i don't know what wilner is
0: going to cover now tony altimore can complain about the academics here we're going to have tony on uh, next week but we also need to say something too we talked about on the boards i'm going to say this okay. one more time there was a lot of misinformation from a lot of uh, people with a lot of access to grind but at least people like wilner we're gonna be nice to Wilner and give him a soft landing at least because we think that Wilner's actually a pretty decent dude. Um, even Tony, I know that Tony can be a total schmuck on Twitter at times, but he's come on the show. He's pretty funny. But dudes like dudes like Canzano, this Wall Street guy, these people we're
1: not going to forget, Jason. I schmuck. would say that I, I thought Wilner handled the last 24 hours really well. He joked, he changed his spread, his spread to extinction being favored. He right. said it was very unlikely. Meanwhile, we read a report that Oregon and Washington were gone, and Kanzano was like, Pac-12's having a meeting. It's not over yet. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, right. And he stopped. He didn't mention it again after that. He's actually ignored the death of the conference today. If you look at his Twitter feed and stuff, it's like, oh, how about the Portland Trailblazers and Greg Burton? But, like, I don't mind. Altmer is who he is. I, I think Tony looks at things from only an academic point of view. And that's I think a- that's it, it athletics is not his viewpoint. And so to him, it's a big deal academically for this all to happen.
0: That's exactly what it is. You know who he's a lot like, he's a lot like Michael Crow and that he doesn't understand the sports aspect of things. And he would probably be much better being a school president than anything else, to be honest with you. That's kind of where I'm seeing right here now. Um, Let's talk well, about what the next is. Right now, is. What's that? Sorry, my dad. Or it, it's a long story right here. But again, on the AC Wildcats podcast, even if I'm driving home, we will get check in with you on the Hawthorne Inn. Oh.
1: Sure. Did you see, this reminds me. Did you see? I just want to shout out the Oregon Border Regents. My guy in the Oregon Border Regents was in the meeting to join the Big Ten from his phone while golfing. Dude, how like, cool is that? power move like i'm the man i'm making this decision on my private golf course it was
0: i do absolutely what i want when i want right here Um, now, a couple things, uh, let's talk about, oh, back the A-ray, my guy right here, Sock Puppet. We saw, The Sock is fantastic, the Rally Sock. I never wa- I'm, I'm never watching Pac-12 games without U of A. I will definitely be watching Big 12 games this year and into the future. It's just a different era now, back the A and Bear Down. Here's what's exciting, too, about the Big 12, and I was talking about this with Jody Ayler a little bit. There are a lot of programs in here that bring a lot of intrigue. Look in the Pac-12. How many programs really bring intrigue? Not many. When you look at the Big 12, obviously Kansas is the apex of college basketball. It doesn't get any bigger than Kansas. But then you look at a Kansas State, both those teams finished in the top 25 last year. You look at Baylor, they won a national title just two years ago. They've had three top 12 finishes in the last 12 years. TCU was in the national title game last year. By the way, TCU, did you know, Jason Shear, that they have eight top twenty finish or top ten finishes in the past 20 years? That's amazing. Dude, and Sonny Dykes, our guy. Our guy, exactly. And you can just keep going on and on down the list. Houston, Cincinnati, this is a fun conference. You know what the Big 12 should do? The Big 12 should call themselves the People's Conference right there because that's what I think the Big 12 is right here.
1: Yeah, I saw on Twitter one of the, the Nashville guys was like, you know what, all jokes aside, this conference is going to be fun as hell. Like, it's going to be like right. – so, like, so, you know, like Arizona has some crazy late night games. Can you imagine what UCF Arizona at seven thirty at night is going to be? It's going to be wild. Like, and and, and there's some, it, it, there's just a lot of intrigue for me. And and back the A Ray has a good point. Like, I have to watch the Big Twelve this season. Like, I have to. We're I scouting more more than ever, and it's right. not, like I watch their basketball all the time, but their football I got to watch. I got to scout. Right, like, and it's fun. There's so much intrigue in playing new opponents. It's why out-of-conference football games are so cool because you're playing teams that you normally don't play for the most part. And
0: let's talk about, I think it was Julian that asked about the uh, the recruiting. I don't think this affects the recruiting. Oh, by the way, uh, TBO41, another one of these super snaps or super chats. whether Sir, Sir Jacob Franklin will text me with the real term. But uh, this is a big win for Arizona alumni living outside the Southwest. Ames is only a five-hour drive for me in Chicago. We are here to please, my friend. Um, but a couple things. Um Where were we talking about
1: just now? I'm getting excited. How excited you are to go to Disney World and watch UCF?
0: Oh, but, yes, scouting Big 12 is going to be fun. You know what also is going to be fun? Going to away games where there's not like Gill Coliseum where there's 34 people in there. It'll be like, now listen, somebody like uh, Keck, who's an ASU fan, they're going to be excited about anything because anything more than 40 people, they're not used to in their home arenas. But that's why ASU is going to be a devil out of water right there. But, no, the fan bases are fantastic, and it's
1: going to be fun to travel there sheer. I was just telling Shelby and I were talking before the podcast, and I don't go to Pac-12 Media Day. I don't. I, I think it's stupid. It's one day. It's in a nightclub. It's whatever. Right. Uh, Big 12 Media Day, I'm there next year. Like, that's it. Uh, the, the meaningfulness, the two days, where it is, all of it. Like, I'll be there. It's it's exciting. And it's exciting to watch other, you know, the, the, I'll say this. I think Tucson basketball fans, for instance, U of A basketball fans are the best of the conference. It's not even close and to be able to have other fan bases that join you in enthusiasm is really cool because how many times, Mike, have we put on a football game against Stanford or a basketball game against Cal and there's four people in the crowd,
0: right? For sure. Now Jacob Franklin is going to entrust me with something right here. All right, Jacob, we're going to keep going. We're going to try to push this. We're at 870 right now. Okay. I got you, Jacob. Don't worry. Um, Tell Jacob now- to calm down. Now let's talk about recruiting here a little bit here for a uh, Julian asked about this. I think this is all great because honestly, the whole thing, the whole, uh, uh that garbage about, well, you know, how are you going to recruit California? Sure. You want to get somebody in California, but once the LA schools left sheer, there was no California entity anymore. That's what I'm saying. So again, that whole thing about playing in front of UCLA and USC, you're not going to play in front of UCLA and USC.
1: Yeah. I don't think it affects. First of all, uh, basketball is a national brand. There's right. nothing that could happen with recruiting short of Arizona being in the the West that would have impacted basketball recruiting. Football recruiting, football staff believes that it'll actually open up avenues. Remember Arizona has a few players because there's connections with Brennan Carroll, Jed, Matt Doherty. There's connections to Florida. Well, now <laughs> you could say we're going to have a game in Florida that you can go to. Right Texas now. Don't be surprised. And Arizona has a few Texas commits already. If Arizona's presence in Texas goes up a little bit in football, because, hey, you're going to be able to play most of your games at home now. Like there, if anything with football, the way the coaching staff is viewing it is it's actually going to expand its recruiting base.
0: And when you're a dude like Jed Fish and you get it, Jed Fish is going to be able to recruit anywhere. You give Jed Fish Texas, you give Jed Fish California, he's going to back the A and get those players. Utah fan here, Jason Shear, Listen to this, eh? one of those $5 super chats. Um, Juan Juan, Utah fan here. Shear loves us, and I agree with your points about fan enthusiasm. We'll enjoy each other. My whole question is this. I don't understand why Utah fans have been so problematic
1: these last you're few great. years. They're no, very I, mean to me. They're mean in general, and I—I no. I don't have like the Utah programs. Don't bother me at all. Right. I have no issue. Whittingham's I mean the
0: best coach in the conference. He's probably a top right. ten coach in all of college football, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: Basketball—they fired my guy Larry K. But I get it. But the fans are just wild. And now that they're at a conference with BYU, man. Right. Uh, By the way, answer that question. No, I don't. No right. BT.
0: Yeah. BTH right here. He says, uh, let's see here. He says uh, 870 uh, viewers watching a a show filmed in La Quinta Business Center. And it's not the La Quinta. It is the Hawthorne Inn. Come on. Are you in the business center right now? What's that? No, I'm not in the business center. I'm just in the lobby right now. Oh, the lobby. Okay. Because Ted Wardo was barking, and I didn't want to have to deal with any of that stuff. So, you know, what, whatever. Why? Also, I don't understand this. Why do we keep getting Jackson State fans asking questions? This happens. It. This has happened in like. Is four, yeah, this has happened in like four of the six last. A uh, uh, ladies in here talking about how
1: Jackson State can't afford uniforms. Mike, should we start a movement to put uh, an HBCU in the Pac-12? I'm fine with it, man. They, they need spots. Well, remember- Do you remember when Arizona played Grambling and the Grambling band came and it was like the coolest thing ever? Dude. beat Arizona like they had Arizona beat that and, game
0: because and if you remember I remember and you and I were messaging I'm saying man this team
1: is a lot better than Arizona right here
0: that, that quarterback
1: was, I don't remember who that quarterback was but he was a bad dude I'm gonna look this up now while yeah talking. he
0: was really good I remember because Arizona was down like 21 to 3 or 28 to 3 traveling Gabriel you think the big 12 tournament moved to Vegas I certainly hope it would but I don't think it is it's probably going to be in Kansas City would you agree with
1: that Cher? Yeah, I don't think it's moving. Yeah, they put in the the dude, the the transfer, Devonte Kincaid. Dude, uh, that guy's still running. Yeah, that's how he, yeah. That's how good he was. I pulled up the box score. This dude, Mike, was fifteen of nineteen <laughs> for two. <laughs> Brandon, dude. oh my god, that game was so. It was thirty-one to twenty-one final because of the third quarter. That was it. Right. Um, Oh, by the way,
0: Dan C. Dan C. All right, Dan C. I'm going to pac 12. Big 12 is the redheaded stepchild. Top tier football schools get invites to the Big Ten and the SEC. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to say about that. The SEC, yes. Nice try with the Big Ten. The Big Ten has had one school, Ohio State, in the last... What 27 years win a national championship and they stink at basketball as well. So get out of here with all that Big Ten oh, nonsense. If you want to talk the SEC, cool, but Big Ten, not so not so
1: much. I'm super curious how uh I think USC will be fine. Oregon and Washington, I'm really curious how they do. If, if I was a Washington fan, I'd be a little nervous because I will say that the art, the, the only argument I could buy during the whole realignment process is that making the playoff would be easier in the Pac-12, because right. Washington is not making the playoff out of the Big Ten. Will not happen. Right.
0: And again, I'm just telling you. Again, Michigan. Yeah, you lost to TCU, a Big 12 team, right there. So if that's what you're going to say, yeah. So there you go, uh, Gabriel. Um, hey, John Kurtz. Let's. We like John Kurtz. We're going to have John, John Kurtz Brown. on. We're going to have John Kurtz on next week, by the way. But again, don't ever fall for the canard that is Big Ten basketball. Every single year, we hear the same nonsense about how, uh, you know, there's going to be, uh, they're going to, you know, best conference, all that. And they all lose in the first round. They all stick. Um, Ohio State football, we will totally give you. But after that, it does nothing for me. TCU took care of Michigan last year, by the way. Also, Brett Yormark. You know, don't want to know why I'm uh, really excited about this move. It's going to be nice having a conference commissioner who knows what he's doing. Who you don't have to. Oh, I, we don't have to worry about our group chat saying, "Did you just see this? This is embarrassing." It's nice having a dude like that that just gets it, Sheer.
1: He's visible, but in a good way. He cares, and you can tell that. Like this dude's already thinking about the next step. Am I right. going to add more schools? Am I, you know, are we going to go like the games in Mexico? People forget the Big 12 is going to Mexico. Do you right. know how cool that will be in Tucson, Arizona if he gets the U of a, a game in Mexico? That will be a huge deal. And I'm assuming that they're next on the docket. I would be, I bet you in two years, Arizona is playing football in Mexico.
0: I would assume that Arizona is playing football in Mexico, and not only do I assume Arizona is playing a football game, not now again they're not moving to Mexico. But let's talk a little bit about the uh, some uh, some additions here. It looks like now that your Mark, because he's a wheeler and a dealer, we like this. Looks like he's a look adding to, looking at possibly adding two teams, and you reported out there that UConn and Gonzaga for basketball only, but also it gets a little more interesting because you got San Diego State possibly, and maybe our friends at. Oregon state a lifeline, but either way, if you're going all in to try to be the best basketball conference, you totally shut that down by having UConn and uh, Gonzaga in their share.
1: Yeah. I think UConn is a bit of a dream for your mark. I know your mark badly wants UConn to this point. There hasn't been support from the presidents. Now, maybe they say, you know what Uh, you've given us everything we wanted now, you know, we'll do you a favor UConn for basketball only would surprise me, um, you know, but even then, let's say he adds Gonzaga or let's say they add UConn for both sports. Let's say you get Gonzaga for basketball. I know that San Diego state is probably on the phone with the big 12 or will be right. uh, He has options all of a sudden, because I believe they got the vote tonight to expand to 18. Well, now you're in a position of strength, right? You wait, I mean, if I'm your mark, I'm waiting to see what happens with the ACC because the ACC <sighs> this morning as recently as this morning was trying to add pac-12 schools to expansion right so that conference could fall apart at any minute your mark has leverage now the big 12 has leverage and it's nice to say coming from a conference that had literally no leverage in anything
0: Literally no leverage, Blue Maple right here. Uh, it says Jason has some great connections. You have Jason. You've been reporting that while well, everybody's been flailing in the wind. Jason Shear's been the one throwing that out there. We like that, Jason Shear. You want to? Uh, you want to flex right there? Your arm's already up. Come on.
1: Oh, I was. I, Shelby was showing me something about. Klyachkov said to, in tonight's meeting that he's going to help each school find a landing spot. Um, Yeah, well, George has really shown that uh, he knows. Don't help me with anything. That's what I would say. I don't need your help for anything.
0: And on top of that, too, what has Kliefkopf ever done that you're like, okay, man, that really, oh, by the way, oh, hey, Sheer, I'm telling you, this Jackson State nonsense is crazy. The answer is Jackson State becomes an FBS team and then clears everyone. Guard
1: the yard. What does this mean? Uh, It means that I don't think she realizes Dion left. Dion's not there anymore yeah I mean Dion's at Colorado so um I like Taylor we'll be fine but you know it's uh you know what no I agree let's do this Jackson State to the (laughs) Pac-12
0: Arizona though the one thing though Arizona with basketball you're going to find out really quickly a whole bunch of stuff though about you know if it's fool's gold and whatnot like last year's team again I thought Tommy Lloyd did a great job. They got punked by Princeton. We would have figured out, I think, fairly early on when you're playing, because it's different when you're playing an out-of-conference schedule where you got a good team, then you got a few days off a good team. When you're playing all good teams, you figure it out pretty quickly what uh, where you are in the grand scheme of things, and I think that's definitely the case here with Arizona, sure.
1: I I was talking to a a friend of mine who's a coach at another school tonight, and he had two very good questions to me. The first one was, do you think Arizona is as good of a job in the Big 12 compared to the Pac-12? Right. Because of toughness, like it's going to be harder to win. The other one was, do you think schools, even the Big 12 schools, adjust their styles of play now? Because Arizona's style of play is very different, very different than what you see in the big 12. Does Tommy Lloyd adjust it or does he say, you know what, we're just different?
0: right and
1: honestly i think that
0: but but that's also where when you have a guy like tommy lloyd it's a great situation though because he's shown that he can maneuver around he can do a lot of different things out there that's what's exciting about having somebody like that but you're going to be exposed like i said and i exposed in a good way because let's be honest here how many times have we watched arizona play cal and then stanford and then oregon state and then go down to colorado and you just punk all those teams because you got better players than them when you're playing Kansas State when you're playing Kansas when you're playing TCU when you're playing Houston that is that's a different animal entirely
1: well there's a big difference between toughness in the Pac-12 and toughness when you're going against Kansas Baylor Houston Texas Tech who are gonna just punish you and we're gonna know right away like we to to be blunt we don't know about Arizona's toughness until the NCAA tournament we don't Right. right and Houston was tougher. Princeton was tougher, which is crazy to say. Mm-hmm. In the Big Twelve, you know during the regular season how tough your team is, and you know right away. And to me, that's that's a big deal, and that's something that that uh, is
0: right. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're at with all of this, um, Saul. I believe that uh, Jacob Franklin has actually moved on. Uh, he is head out, but we have the great Sean, uh, Sean De right there. ASU Sean, which ASU uh, Sean, would you like to hop in here real quick? you're an asu guy come on sean you're an asu guy we brought you guys kicking and screaming along what do you say to this
1: say thank you sean sean you
0: got to put your guy sean you got to be sean you're like we can't hear you
1: drop can you this hear me when here? you make an asu joke mike can you hear me now oh we can yeah. hear
0: you now sean DePau- yes asu cronkite sean to hello <laughs> Um, thank you First off, bringing us along. Secondly, um, I mean, we had to, right? It was the, it's the only decision that we had. I'm glad. I feel like I'm worried about what basketball is going to look like. If I'm being quite honest, from an ASU perspective, I think we are now the Cal of the Big 12. Um, but as far as football is concerned, I'm very excited. But, um, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Can we get a back the A from you just once? Because we got you into the Big 12. Can we get a back the A from Sean? Never, never, <laughs> never. Enjoy your show. All right, thanks, Sean.
1: Appreciate you hopping in here and bailing us out. That's right a good there. point by Sean, though. AC cool. basketball's effed. <laughs> like it is, because they play that slow grinding style, but they don't play it with big twelve guys.
0: Yeah. But you know, with Bobby Hurley, I'm fully I'm fully of the opinion that Bobby Hurley is going to um that Bobby Hurley will he was always going to be able to field a little bit above a five hundred team right there, Sheer.
1: Uh, I'm going to my hot take of the night, Bobby Hurley. This will be his final year at ASU. He'll get out of there. You're wrong. I like it. I like it. He knows um, better, man. It, it is a bad idea for him to stay in the Big. I like Bobby Hurley. I'm not dissing him. It's a bad idea for him to stay in the Big Twelve.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, Arizona football. Before we sign off, before we sign off here, because again, we're super, super excited about this right here. Will a- ASU or Arizona be able to keep the uh, the best in Arizona football? I can't speak for ASU. but i can speak for jed fish and i'll tell you this in the last two years in the last two years we have brought in or in the last two weeks we brought in a five-star defensive end the top rated defensive end in the country and the top rated quarterback in all of arizona on top of a top 25 recruiting class last year we like what jed fish is doing and jed fish will succeed anywhere it will never be a fish out of water
1: Ayo. Yeah, I don't see a problem at all. And in fact, the recruits that are committed, a large chunk of them tweeted with excitement. Because you have like Jaden Langley, for instance, who I like, he's not rated yet. He's going to be rated pretty nicely. He's from Texas. He's stoked right now. Uh, But the state guys, I don't think they care. Because remember, the biggest problem with recruiting in-state guys is the fact that a lot of them – Aren't even from Arizona. Like, there's right. no ties to the state of Arizona. So for them, they're all Jason Shears. They're not really from here. Yeah, the Pac-12. They don't care about the Pac-12. They just want to play football for Arizona. The coaching staff for Arizona is not concerned at all with realignment. All right. Before we sign off here, you've been one of the. You've
0: been a very vocal critic of Mr. Dave Hickey. I believe you okay. have. A, I believe you have an article that's probably going to be dropping tomorrow about Dave Hickey. Monday. Monday. Monday, but Jason Shear, do you want to uh, do you want to say anything to Dave when? Because Dave, I think we'll be tuning in at some point. Do you want to? Uh, do you do you have
1: your timer, Mark. Do you have the because I know. You're gonna oh, yeah, hey Sean, it.
0: Sean, make sure you put this down right here uh, where with uh, yeah. what Shear's about to say. What do you got?
1: So I told Mike, I said if Dave Hickey screws this up, I'm going to annihilate him. But if he gets Arizona in the Big Twelve with Robbins, I will compliment him. I Dave was a very big proponent of the Big 12 through all of this. He was more vocal than I think people realize. It was Robin's decision, but Tahiki was more vocal and in his corner. That's why Robin thanked him in the email and the release. Tahiki did the right thing. He did a great job in all of this. And uh, in Arizona, uh, he deserves the congratulations. I mean, he, he did very well here. Sean, make sure to timestamp
0: time stamp that, please. I almost said Sean, stamp that, please. Okay, uh, real quick before we sign off, this is a great time, everybody, to become a PHNX diehard. Go to phnxlocker.com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, discounts on all merchandise,
1: and access to our Discord
0: chat. And on top of that, Jason Shear,
1: where can they find you as well? Uh, wildcatauthority.com and we're doing a 75 percent off deal and then the wildcat scoop podcast with with this person shelby hi and uh at jason Shear at miss shelby k on twitter dogs are barking <laughs> it's all right like i said super excited hello
0: shelby how are you doing i'm good we're excited all right. i'm going i'm going to sign off i'm at the hawthorne inn i've been driving for eight hours um i am uh, i'm gonna uh, take actually
1: the rest of the night off what well, room are you in, Mike? Well, tell everyone yeah. where you are, what, Mike. What room are you in? 116. <laughs> 116. Everyone show up. Hawthorne in Henderson, right next to the Del Taco. Mike, let's get it started. Oh, I'm going to be taking a
0: picture of Del Taco and send it out right there because I backed the Dell right there. Back the A. Can Shelby, Jason, can we get it back the A?
1: Back the A. No, back the Dave. Back, back the Dave. Oh,
0: no, no, no. no. <laughs> so good. All right. Anyway, as always, really appreciate all of you guys out there. The comments were fantastic. Sean behind the scenes, Jacob Franklin doing everything possible, Saul Bookman checking in as well. You guys are fantastic. We will be back with you on Monday sheer. What are you doing Monday? Uh, say, Everything. Uh,
1: dropping my kids off at school and having a house to myself. So I'll. Be you'll, see Shear, you'll see sheer. You'll see sheer with me at twelve thirty on Monday. That's no, what we I just Football at. practice on Monday. No, wait, it isn't be- it from seven to ten? No, dude, seven to ten. You don't even know. you it's ten to one. We
0: get oh, emails. is it ten to one? Oh, all
1: right. Wait, hold wait. on. I'll tell you right hold now. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Hold on. Is this a Jeff Bowie? Uh, no, I cannot be on on Monday. Why? Because there's practice Monday and Tuesday next week. What is, is it? What, what time? 10 to 1.
0: We'll figure it out everybody out there. Don't worry. Right. We got this. But Man. also, again, thank you all. This is awesome. We did it. Back the Dave, Jason Shear, Shelby Shear, the one that keeps hey, I better be, I get credit for saying that. You do. You absolutely do get At credit. LBK. And that's going to be one of our uh, clips right there that we're going to put out oh there. Oh my gosh. But as always, Shear, appreciate you big dog. Keep doing keep doing good work. I'm going to sign off right here. I'm going to go get some del taco. Peace He's out everyone. All right, for Jason Shear, Sean, uh, Jacob Franklin, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.